Wakakam. It's the 1st of October 2022. So this time now is the time for us to train our minds in developing a mindfulness so that it's inseparable from our minds. Through using a meditation object, so perhaps the in and out breath, on the in-breath we can recite Bud, and on the out-breath Do, and we can count our breaths in pairs. So we breathe in, one, and out, one, and carry on counting until we get to the fifth pair, and then in five, out five, and then we go back to one, and then count from one to five, and then we add one more pair, so six, and then just carry on doing that, increasing, uh, by one pair each time until we reach ten. So if we're able to count well, then our minds should come to peace. And if they aren't yet calm, then we can carry on going back to that first pair and counting again. And so if we become skilled at this technique, then it can aid us in bringing our minds to peace more quickly. And the thinking and the proliferation within the mind steadily reduces. Because this inner narrative, these thoughts, these proliferations, they obstruct our minds from reaching peace. They form an obstacle to us attaining to goodness, which is this peace of mind. But if we have continuous mindfulness, then our hearts will be able to reach peace. As peace being an important energy, a pala. And so there's this energy or power of sati, of mindfulness, and there's the power of samadhi, bringing the strength to our minds, so that we are able to contemplate in a way that allows us to enter into wisdom, so that emptiness arises. So when this happens, then the mindfulness that we gain is the mindfulness that is a factor for awakening, bojanga, and the same for samadhi, samadhi bojanga. So may you train yourselves consistently, trying to have mindfulness all throughout the day, and really doing this a lot, and so that the mind and mindfulness become inseparable. And this is the correct path. When there's stillness to the heart, then this is upekka, this equanimity arising, this bojanga of upekka. The mind isn't involved in liking or disliking. But this equanimity it depends upon our training uh, as well. So we're listening to the Dhamma now, and may all of you have mindfulness as you're listening. And so if you're skilled, then you can count the breath in pairs. Uh, if you're skilled at that, then you can do that while listening, trying to keep the mindfulness within the body and the mind. So when we listen to the Dharma, what we hear are teachings about building up goodness, about abandoning 
any unwholesome deeds and giving rise to skillfulness. Being firm in generosity and virtue and meditation. And if these qualities are well established, if our mindfulness is firm while listening to the Dhamma, then the mind can become still. And when it's still like this, then when we receive these teachings of the Dharma, we gain immense benefit from that. And even though we may not be listening to the words, but what we receive is this flow, uh, this current of the Dhamma. So if the mind is uh, still, then what that shows is that we're practicing already. And maybe we don't understand the Dhamma teaching that's been given, but what we do understand is the practice. And if we have mindfulness uh, like this, well, some days we'll find that um, it can be difficult to bring up mindfulness like this, and some days it's very quickly. But whatever the case, just know that. And perhaps we can use wisdom to train our minds. Because for many practitioners, uh, they are of a inner dispensation, or they are inclined towards thinking, liking to proliferate and think. And so if they try to bring their mind to stillness through just being with a single object, that can be quite difficult. So they should use contemplation then. But this depends upon what we are inclined to and what we are skilled at. Just like some people are inclined to and skilled at uh, growing fruit and others at farming and cultivating rice. So whatever occupation it is that we are skilled at, then we do that occupation. And so it's the same with contemplation. Whatever we're skilled at contemplating, then we do that, and the result will be peace. So like recollecting the virtues of the Buddha, we can recollect how he is an arahant, is a purity to his mind, and he was freed. And so we can do this first, recollecting the purity of the Buddha and how he had gained this full awakening. And joy can arise easily through that. Or we can recollect his boundless wisdom as able to defeat the defilements or the vast and deep compassion that he had, recollecting his kindness and compassion. So recollecting these qualities are also kamatana objects, they're also meditation objects, methods for bringing the mind to peace. And when our mind is in a peaceful state already, then what's left is just buddho, this one word of buddho, on the in-breath bud, on the out-breath do. So in conclusion, the meaning of the samatha kamatana objects uh, these meditation means to bring the mind to peace is just that, just methods of getting the mind to peace. 
and in various meditation centers, um, they all teach this, all teach about peace of mind. And when the mind is calm already, then there isn't any mantras or meditation words left. And if we have an understanding um, of this, then we'll understand it well. So for myself, before I ordained, I had one teacher who would recite Samma, Sambuddha, and I didn't understand why he was teaching that. I thought, well, we should just be reciting Buddha. And that's correct if we have that conviction in Buddha. But when I gained a deeper understanding, then I realized that Buddha is right, and Samma Sambuddha is right as well. And there was one uh, teacher who would teach uh, reciting Buddhang uh, Saranangachami. So I go for, to the Buddha for refuge. So this too is taking the Buddha as the object of our heart. And really this is Buddha as well. It can bring the mind to peace as well. So it just depends what method we use. We like contemplating. And we can use various methods to contemplate. And we just use whatever works until that becomes a habit of our minds. Our minds become um, familiar with it. Familiar with staying with that meditation word. So the methods that bring up wisdom are anicca, dukkha, ananatta, this change and stress and not self. And seeing that in all physical things, in all mental things. So the feelings and perceptions and thoughts and sense consciousness, these are the mental factors. And then rupa is this body. And so the four elements of earth, water, fire and air. And if we contemplate those, then perhaps the mind will come to peace. And we can truly see them as being anicca, dukkha, anatta. But if there isn't much peace to the mind, then we simply won't see that. And so initially it will just be a perception that we bring up. But we just do that initially, in trying to bring the mind to a state of calm, maybe using contemplation to bring that about. And then the restlessness of the mind will steadily reduce. The thoughts get less and less. And then when we come to look at the breath, and that becomes easier, the mind settles into stillness more easily. It's also very important that we maintain our mindfulness, whether we're standing, walking, sitting, or lying down. All throughout the day, when we're going about our lives, then we try to keep this mindfulness there. Whether we're going on arms round, or taking food, or eating food, we have mindfulness there. Being cautious, speaking little, sleeping little, sleeping for four hours or five hours, but no more than five and a half hours, trying to have a lot of mindfulness. If we speak, then there'll be a lot of proliferation, and there's a sense of self that comes up. 
If there's a lot of speaking that we do, then that shows that our minds are restless. And then when we come to sit in meditation to develop mindfulness and samadhi, it'll be difficult for those qualities to arise, difficult to reach peace. Because these memories of the things that we had said, we talked about, they will come back into the mind. So we need to train ourselves to put down all of the things that we have experienced. And even though we may have a lot of work to do, when we take up a certain time, and this time is the time for us to stop thinking, and for us to stop this inner dialogue for just this period. To get it so that our minds are able to reach peace. And when they settle into peace, then joy arises. Happiness can fill up the heart. And some teachers, um, they recommend listening to the sound of peace or the sound of silence. And this really is a still mind. It's the mind that isn't proliferating. But there's still happiness there. The body and mind are very light in an appropriate state for contemplation. For us to teach our minds, contemplate, into physicality and mentality. And we can do that more easily then. So that we can gain an understanding of them. See how these things all arise and cease. So therefore, initially, we try to bring our minds to peace. And some practitioners, they're always changing their methods of practice. And so they never reach that peace. And it's just like planting a tree. If we plant it and then after a few days we pull it up to see if the roots have grown, then in no long time that tree is going to die. So we need to forbear in this practice. We need to train and forbear as well. And these are this forbearance is the quality of the wise beings. And when we practice like this, then in no long time we will need to reach peace for sure. If we don't stop, then we'll have to see the Dhamma. So may you all do this, be firm in your efforts, because we're able to free ourselves from suffering due to our efforts. We all have faith already. We all have this liking and desire for the practice. And so, even though we may ordain for just one rains retreat, um, then even after that rains retreat finishes, we should carry on practicing. Because when we eat, we need to do that every day in order for our bodies to be able to last. We need to breathe every day. We need to be doing that constantly. We need to drink often. We need to increase or feed this fire element of the body frequently in order for our bodies to be able to survive. 
And so, in the same way, our hearts need the Dhamma. And they depend upon the Dhamma. The Dhamma is their medicine. It's the food for our hearts. And when our minds have this, then they'll feel uh, fresh. Because they have the Dhamma. They have this Dhamma of Samadhi, this Dhamma of mindfulness and of wisdom. And when we have those qualities, then we're able to see into liberation, see the body as being merely a body. So we may have heard that already, the body is just a body. We may be confused, what is that? Well, it's just conventions, this body is a convention. And if our minds are at peace already, then we can contemplate into this and gain knowledge, see that it really is just a body, it's not me. And through that, then we see the Dhamma. And so may all of you set your hearts on this. <laughs>